What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Heath Mulligan Project, the podcast where we're helping you discover your purpose, your passion, and your possibilities. In this season of the podcast, we're working on matters of the heart. We're talking about grief. We're talking about hard things uh, because 2020 was a hard year, and we're trying to figure out where we're at emotionally and how to deal with the pain and the loss and the uncertainty that 2020 threw at us. So first of all, we've been going through a book called Progressing Through Grief. Uh, we looked at different uh, facets of grief. And as we enter into the next section of the book, we're going to be talking about uh, different emotions uh, that we have uh, when we experience grief. And uh, this is an excellent book, Progressing Through Grief. It is not just a book that you read. It's a book you interact with. Every chapter uh, has portions where there are Man, really good thought-provoking questions uh, that enable you to journal. Uh, this book, one of the things I loved about it is it made me think about things I hadn't thought about. It made me deal with emotions I hadn't thought about. And uh, there's an Amazon link in the show notes. Uh, so I highly encourage you, even if, you know, I, I'm only scratching the surface of this book. And my goal is no matter what you're going through, number one, that you know you're not alone. And number two, you know that there's hope. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the emotion of sadness. Uh, the thing about sadness is it's generally the easiest emotion to express when you're going through uh, grief. It, it Sadness comes pretty naturally uh, to us. And after you experience a loss... Your your mind kind of starts reworking and reorganizing things, and when that happens, and you're dealing with sadness again, your brain is trying to figure everything out. It, man, it can take all your energy. You can feel exhausted. You can feel unmotivated. Um, the things that you used to enjoy, you don't enjoy them as much anymore. And, man, sadness can even cause you to. Question your existence, question your purpose, question if you matter. Um, and to a lot of people, a lot of outside of people, it may look like you're just being lazy. It may just look like you just not, you need to get your butt in gear, but that that's not the case. Grief can be extremely exhausting. And you are literally just spending you you you're using all your energy. It's just in a different way. And when you're going through grief and when you're dealing with sadness, again, your brain is is functioning 24-7, trying to deal with everything yeah, going on. Uh, we experience feelings of loneliness, uh, especially if, we've, if, if someone we love is gone. If we've lost somebody we've loved, there's, there's this void that we feel in our life. And so even we might be surrounded by friends and family, but there is this sense of loneliness uh, that is part of our sadness. And as as and that sadness can grow and it can sometimes it feels like it's multiplying. And as that happens, you you might feel drained, you might feel emotionally exhausted, you might feel like you don't have anything left to give. And sometimes when that happens, your body, your brain protects itself and you kind of feel numb. 
And if you feel numb and you feel like you you can't feel other emotions and you just can't feel certain things, you need to know that's a normal thing when you're going through grief. You need to know you're in good company. You need to know there's there's nothing wrong with you. And then you you might go from those times where you don't feel anything and in the next minute, you feel everything. And you might be crying uncontrollably again. Grief is, as much as we understand it, we don't understand it. it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. And you just you just got to be okay. Let me read you this quote from a lady named Vicki Harrison. Grief is like the ocean. It comes in waves, ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm and sometimes it is overwhelming. All we can do is learn to swim. That is, man, 100% true. I told somebody one time as I was going through grief and, and, and going through my wife's illness, people would compliment me. It's like, man, you're handling this so well. And I'm like, you know, you guys are looking in the pool. And I look like Michael Phelps to y'all. But I'm in the pool. I'm just treading water. I'm just trying to survive. But from where y'all are at, it looks like I'm winning gold medals. But that sure does, that's sure not what it feels like. Uh, the author lists uh, several um, several ways. Uh, you know, what does sadness look or feel like? She lists a lot of different things right here. I'm going to read some of them. I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read some of them. Confusion or inability to concentrate. Loss of energy, feeling tired. Reduce interest in, or pleasure in activities. Change in appetite. That's one we haven't talked about. And that could go either way. Could be not hungry at all to eating all the time. Uh, thinking you, you think that nobody understands you. They, they don't understand what you're feeling. You might cry, sob, wail, you might experience this, this, these uncontrollable things. You might have be, recurring dreams about the person. And you just have this really strong longing for the person and thinking about them all the time. These are all ways that, that sadness manifests itself in our life. So what are some ways that we can cope with sadness? Um it hits different people in different ways. And sometimes the initial shock of the event, of the loss, the initial shock can delay the reaction of sadness. I know I've had experiences in my life where, you know, something happened in March or April, and it was so shocking. It was like six months. Uh, because sometimes when something happens, you're so busy, and there's so many things you got to do, you don't have time to be sad. And it just hits you uh, out of nowhere. And you never really know what's going to trigger that sadness. And, and stuff could trigger that sadness uh, for, you know, a, a long time. And so, you you know, there, there, one of the things you need to do is uh, you need to balance... Sad feelings with happy feelings. Alone time with social time. Uh, you need to balance the inability to make decisions with making simple decisions. Y you know one thing that's helped me? 
when I started this podcast, and it's true to this day, the sun is up and the bed is made. When you get out of bed and, and you can make your bed first thing in the morning, you have done the first task of the day. You have made your first decision. Actually, that's your second. You've made the decision to get out of bed and you've made your bed. It does something to your brain. There's some science behind that. Uh, here are some other things she lists. Again, not going to read them all. Uh, you could spend some time every day being sad. That's how. You, that's one way to cope with sadness is give yourself permission to cry. Give yourself permission to be sad. Uh, physical touch can be very soothing uh, when you're feeling lonely. So ask for a hug. Now, I know we're in a pandemic right now. I don't care. Ask for a hug. Um, create and maintain a, a peaceful nightly routine to maximize, maximize the likelihood of a good night's rest. Take naps if you need them. It's very important. And again, this is something you need to be, do as a part of your everyday life. You need to have routines. Uh, you need to have a morning routine. You need to have an evening routine. Your life, we, our lives, our bodies, our brains were designed for rhythm. They're designed for a circadian rhythm. Now, some of our rhythms are very different, but some of us live and our rhythm is just really offbeat. And we always feel tired and we feel like that we don't have energy. And for me, over the last three months, I have developed a rhythm. It has manifested itself in a tremendous amount of energy, a tremendous amount of focus. And when I go to bed, I go to sleep. Um, and I have figured it out. And I think, you know, sleep is very important. And so you need to do what you need. You need to figure out what helps you sleep the best. And, and you need to do that. Uh, take care, you know, a simple thing is just taking care of your personal hygiene. Get up every day, take a shower and get dressed. Uh, even if, man, even if it's getting out of bed, taking a shower, brushing your teeth and going back to bed. I know there's days like that. I've had days like that, but it's, you know, doing those little things, making sure your hair's washed, uh, your face washed and stuff like that. Uh, spending time in uh, prayer, um, I, you know, sp saying what you're grateful for, asking for comfort. I, you know, I think a healthy part of this is, man, telling God how sad you are, telling him exactly how you feel. He knows. He wants to hear. He wants us to cast our cares on him. He wants to hear every little detail of how you're feeling. And so that's a great way uh and again, a great way to cope with sadness. And again, that's just a that's just a few of the things that she lists here. Um, there's a section in here in, in the book about clinical depression, and again, I say it all the time. Uh, and, and she's very clear in here: the internet can't diagnose you. Your friend can't diagnose you. Only a licensed professional can diagnose you with clinical depression. And I think depression is, it's a word we throw around. It's a very serious, very real thing. Um, and, and I've said from the beginning, this is a book 
by a therapist, a book by a counselor that is designed to help you. But if you need a counselor, if you need a therapist, you absolutely 100% need to do that. It's worth it. You got to take care of yourself. You got to do it. You got to do it. Sometimes um, when you're sad, it's really hard to deal with people. Um, especially when you're sad, when you when you're going through grief, people can feel very uncomfortable around you. Um, they feel like they've got to do something. They feel like they've got to to fix it. Um, they may make suggestions. Oh, well, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to stop doing this. You need to do this. And she closes this chapter with this. I'm just going to read it. Listen to people's suggestions and mentally reject those that you do not find comforting. Let people know you appreciate their concern and ask for the help you need. Again, it's a case of if someone gives a really bad suggestion, just say thank you and don't do it. But be very clear. This is an opportunity you know, people are going to say, hey, well, is there anything I can do for you? What can I need? Yeah, you know what? If you could cook us dinner, if you could cook me dinner Thursday night, could you do that? Could you cook us some dinner? Or, hey, um, could Friday, you know, or, you know, hey, Saturday, Saturday mid-morning, you think we could go for a car ride? You think we could just ride around and listen to music? Hey, uh... Hey, you know, I'm I'm kind of not used to, you know, going to church by myself now since since I lost my spouse. And would you sit with me? Would you sit with me in church? I just I just don't want to sit by myself. Would you sit with me? Be very clear with people. And I, you know what I found is everybody always says, "Hey, if you need anything, let me know." How many people really mean that? Most people, most of your good friends. They would. They do anything to help you. I've been so blessed with so many amazing friends, and who have done so many things to help me through uh, my time of grief and my time of mourning. And so you just got to be open and honest with people. And the main way you can be honest is you just tell them, "I'm sad. I don't know how long I'm gonna be sad. I don't know how deep my sadness is gonna go." And you have every right to be sad. When you're when you're going through grief, you don't have to apologize for being sad. You don't have to apologize for crying uncontrollably. It is what it is. And we all experience it di- differently. And there's no right or wrong. Uh, and if somebody makes you, like if you... If if the way you're dealing with your sadness makes people uncomfortable, maybe, you know, if, if I mean nobody, let's be honest, like if you're crying crying uncontrollably regularly, that could be awkward. But if that's how you need to deal with it, that's how you need to deal with it. And you may be need to be mindful of, of where you're at and I'm not saying hold it in. I'm just saying you know, find find a private place, find a corner, find something. Uh, and if somebody says, "Hey, what what's going on?" You know, you might be out in public and you start crying, or something happens, and a stranger's trying to help you. Just say, "You know what? I've lost someone, and I'm, I'm really sad, and 
I'll be I'll be all right. I'm just this is just how I'm dealing with it. Just be honest. Nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing to be ashamed of. So my prayer for you today is that if you're dealing with sadness, uh, you'd understand it's part of the journey. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing abnormal about it. It's part of the human experience. My prayer is that God in his grace and his comfort by his Holy Spirit would ease that sadness some. And in the midst of the, the darkest night you may be experiencing, he'd show you a little light at the end of the tunnel. Sadness is like a wave. There's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. There's going to be days when you think you're never going to have a day where you're not sad. And then there's going to be days when you feel like, man, I may never be sad again. And it could hit you right out of nowhere. And that's all absolutely okay. So I pray that God would be with you, that you would know you're not alone. Again, if you need help, if you need somebody to talk to, uh, heathmullican uh, Heath at gmail.com is where you can email me. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to pray for you. You can join our Facebook group, the Heath Mulligan Projects, where we're all just, uh, you know, we're all just, you know, beggars looking for bread and, and helping each other out and uh, just trying to, to go through this life together in the best way possible. So thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Uh, definitely check out the book, Progressing Through Grief. We've got a couple more chapters left. I'm excited to dig uh, into the rest of these emotions as we we talk about grief, we get serious about it, and we make a difference, and we just become the best version of ourselves no matter what we've been through. So God bless. Have a great day, and we'll see you soon.